In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Please be seated. Today is Pentecost Sunday. On this day, 50 days after Easter, Christians everywhere celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit described by Luke in the Acts of the Apostles. But today, it doesn't feel like a celebration. Over 100,000 people have died in the United States from COVID-19, and it's only the end of May. We have seen new examples of overt racism, including a Minneapolis police officer kneeling on the neck of an African-American man named George Floyd and killing him despite pleas from bystanders. We see police stations going up in flames and tear gas wafting through the streets. Today is Pentecost, but it doesn't feel like a celebration. On Friday, I was talking with a spiritual friend with whom I have prayed often over the past 10 years. And as we were reflecting on the past week and the past couple of months, she said, a couple of months ago, you suggested that the pandemic might open up channels for healing in our country that were previously closed. But if anything, things seem worse now. I'm discouraged by what I see, and I'm not sure where God is in the midst of it all. I'm not sure where God is in the midst of this all. That's a sentiment I hear often, particularly from young people. And it is into this context that I would like to tell the Pentecost story again, not ignoring the reality around us, but infusing the reality around us with a theological understanding that is more real than the violence that surrounds us. There are elements of the Pentecost story today that are relevant for what's happening. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. According to Luke, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit happened after Jesus had ascended into heaven. While he was on the earth, Jesus made it clear that the Holy Spirit couldn't come until Jesus returned to the Father. It was almost like Jesus was saying, if you thought I was something special... Wait until you meet the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit continues the work that Jesus began on a scale that is hard to fathom. In today's story, the followers of Jesus were gathered together in prayer. And suddenly there was a sound like a violent wind and divided tongues like fire rested upon them. They began to speak in other languages and passersby could hear the good news in their mother tongue. They were amazed and they asked one another, what does this mean? Peter stood up and explained that this was a fulfillment of Joel's prophecy. Listen again. In the last day it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. All your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So far, so good. When the Holy Spirit is poured out, young and old will prophesy. They'll proclaim the goodness of God. Everyone will be thoroughly saturated by the power and presence of God. But then, Joel continues more ominously, 
And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the part of the story that we often miss. We focus on the rushing wind and the tongues of fire and the different languages, but sometimes we fail to grasp that before salvation can be wholly accomplished, before God can be revealed in glory, there must be an undoing, a passing away of lesser things. This part of Joel's prophecy is hard to hear. Joel basically documents the destruction that has come upon Israel and sees it as an opportunity to call the people to repentance. The good news of God will be revealed, but not until the corruption and the greed and the violence of God's people are burned away. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. What if the Holy Spirit is being poured out today? What if the Spirit of Christ is sweeping through the land? Do you know what the Spirit of Christ does according to the Bible? It reveals the truth. It burns off the chaff. It purifies the iron. John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me is coming one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Maybe it's time to stop thinking about Jesus as one who carries a lamb on his shoulders and instead imagine Jesus striding across the earth with a winnowing fork in his hand. Christ embodies God's love, but Christ also embodies God's justice. Even now we hear the chants in the streets, no justice, no peace. Every week in the Nicene Creed, we say, Jesus will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. What does this judgment of Christ look like? Matthew gives us a glimpse in his story about the sheep and the goats. You know it well. The sheep are those who feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, welcome the stranger, clothe the naked, tend the sick, visit those in prison. The goats, on the other hand, do not participate in acts of mercy. And to the goats, the Son of Man says, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire which is prepared for the devil and his angels. This is not the picture of Jesus we often meditate on. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. I believe that the Holy Spirit is being poured out right now and that we can hear the voice of God in our own language if we listen closely. What might the Spirit be saying to us at St. Michael and All Angels Episcopal Church? This is a church of good and generous people. Maybe the Spirit is also inviting us to be honest about our capacity for racism even when we think we have evolved beyond that. 
This is a church that reaches out to the young, but maybe the Spirit is asking us to care as much about the hopelessness of our young people as the looting of the Whole Foods in Uptown. This is a church that welcomes all people, and maybe the Spirit is inviting us to hear the slogan, Black Lives Matter, not as a negation of other lives, but as an acknowledgement that black lives are most at risk right now. Listen for the Holy Spirit in your life this week. It will come in a language that you know. It will come in your mother tongue if you have ears to hear. Where is God in all of this? I think we're still figuring that out and that it may take lifetimes to understand. But here's what I know for sure. I know that the one who created the universe in love is faithful and longs for communion with us. I know that the risen Christ continually carries our cries and confusion into the very heart of God. And I know that the Holy Spirit is still being poured out upon all flesh, laying the groundwork for a new heaven and a new earth. I'm not trying to wrap up everything in a pretty bow. I'm not trying to excuse examples of evil and injustice and violence. I'm not even saying that we'll see the full fruits of the Holy Spirit in our lifetimes. I'm simply saying that the love of God knows no bounds. Even in the midst of our confusion and our heartache, we can let that Holy Spirit saturate us and flow into every action we perform and every relationship we build in every prophecy we utter. The kingdom of God is at hand. It just might not look like you expect. Amen.